Welcome back to another episode of the Axe Network radio broadcast. And what you've been listening to is a single from Christian recording artist Ed Williams. Uh, that's one of his singles that he released this year, One Touch. And uh, we have Ed in the studio today, and uh, we're going to be doing an interview with him. I have found Ed to be a uh, gentleman and a very, very talented young man. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting him about a year ago, uh, and uh, Ed is just just a phenomenal uh, individual, just a very, very talented young man, and uh, also a Christian recording artist, and so I'm excited about having him today. Uh, Ed, how have you been today? I'm doing great, Pastor. I'm so glad to be a part I'm of the Action Network, thankful for your friendship, and just honored to be um, on the show tonight. Well, man, we look we look forward to this interview. Um, I felt it very important uh, to have you on this evening, uh, not only so as we can allow our, our listeners to become familiar with your music, uh, but in addition to that, uh, you're also a minister of the gospel. And uh, so I believe that some of the things that, uh, that you have to say is very, very important and very relevant uh, for our young people uh, in this generation. And so... Um, Listening to your music, One Touch, uh, just a phenomenal single. Uh, why don't you give us a little background on, on this single, One Touch? Yes, sir, absolutely. So One Touch, for me, I released it um, at the beginning of this year, and I just wanted to be very, very intentional um, about not only the message that I wanted to share with the world, but who the message goes to, and that's Jesus Christ. And so um, a lot of times uh, people are listening to music for an emotional high, for a relief from their own situations. And I wanted to be very intentional and say um, that this music um, centers around Christ and, and, and is so important that we have him in our lives. And so we need the Holy Spirit, um, regardless of where you are, um, regardless of what you're dealing with, one encounter with Christ will change your entire life. So one touch literally means that that one encounter um, that you can experience with Christ um, it'll fill you and change you forever. Amen. Amen. That's absolutely true. Uh, now, this year you have released uh, three singles uh, right yes, here. Uh, with the, the One of the uh, singles right here. Uh, another one, Destiny. And then the one we just heard, uh, One Touch. Now, tell us a little bit about the track uh, Destiny and, and how that came about. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It actually came about right when um, this pandemic of, of COVID-19 was starting to um, have like really, really big impact on our country. And I just was, I found myself um, in just a really hard place mentally. Um, I was asking God in my, in my prayer time to do some things for me. Um, I felt like I really, really wasn't 
honestly where I wanted to be in my natural life. And I, I, it almost became somewhat of a prayer. Um, and you can hear my heart in the, in the song. I'm, I'm staring out the window. I'm staring into the dark. I'm searching through the unknown that'll lead me to your heart. And it's literally a, a, a almost a prayer turned into a song, but I was asking God, take me higher than I've ever been before. Take me deeper um, beyond the threshing floor. Basically, um, I want to experience you, God, in a way that I've never experienced before, and I just need to get through this low place. I mean, it's amazing that God births, <laughs> births things in our, in our low places and, and to see what it's done for people um, looking at where the place that I wrote it in. That's just a blessing to see that God is getting glory even in the hard parts of my life. Amen. Amen. I want us to listen to a, a small sample of that song. And so we're going to uh, take a listen to that single destiny uh, by recording artist, Ed Williams. out the window I'm staring into the dark I'm searching through the unknown that will lead me to your heart I'm for the truth now those lies are not for me Also, in addition to uh, the single Destiny, uh, you had a another single that you have released uh, called Right Here. Now, tell us a little bit about that song there. Absolutely. Yes, sir. So right here, I mean, it, it's intention is, uh, uh, again, placed on the spirit of Christ. And so I wanted to be very direct, again, that, that in the midst of, the pandemics in the midst of the the tensions that exist both in our country and the world that Jesus is still right here. I mean, he's an ever present help in the time of trouble. And so regardless of the circumstances that may exist or may arise, um, we cannot forget that the very one who's created heaven and earth, he promises to never leave us, neither forsake us. So right here is simply saying that regardless of whatever we are dealing with, God is always there. Amen. Let's let's go ahead and listen to that single real quick. I won't fear, I won't fear the darkness. Cause I know you're near. I won't doubt, I won't doubt tomorrow. Lord, you're all Right here 
And again, for our listeners, that is another single from Christian recording artist uh, Ed Williams. Uh, now, Ed, uh, rumor has it that, that you will be releasing another single uh, with James Wilson. Uh, when is that single due to come out? And tell us a little bit about it. Yes, sir. Um, the single that I'm releasing next week, um, this actually this next incoming Friday, August 14th, it's called You Found Me, and I've had the privilege to work with my brother in Christ, James Wilson. Um, I'm super excited about what God is doing, not just a collaboration, but, again, just sharing the gospel of Christ. Um, I am a man who is saved by God's grace. Um, it's not something that I conjured up on my own. God literally found me in my lowest place. He's changed my life for the better, and I want to be very, very vocal and, and open with the world that, Jesus is God and that he's able to do anything, especially save a sinner like me. Amen. Amen. Now, Ed, how long have you been recording music? I started out, I released, I started out releasing songs. They really weren't uh, the best, but I started out officially releasing music around 2017. Um, And before that, I was doing a lot of praise and worship in the local church. Um, and, and, and during that time, God was kind of developing my sound, um, showing me that there was a, a, a greater sound um, that, that he wanted me to share. And, and throughout the last two or three years, I think I'm slowly starting to find my niche um, that, that there's a new sound that God is birthing in the earth. And I'm just glad to be a part of it. Amen. Amen. Uh, now, the production work. Uh, tell us a little bit about the production uh who you're working with on, on, on the production of your music and uh, where, yes, sir, where, where are you guys recording at? Yes, sir. Um, my manager, Ray Irvin, he's a great um, brother in Christ. He has been, uh, he has been a, a blessing to me. Um, for the last two to, two to three years, I've been able to connect with different uh, producers who not only uh, don't necessarily exist in Mississippi, but throughout the country. And so I've been able to connect with them online um, and also the the mixing and the production that's been done. Um, there's a gentleman out of Alabama by the name of Brian B. Flat Cook, and I connected through I connected with him through Ray. And so it, you can tell that God is really um, doing some things with the music, but it's because I've been connected to some great people. Amen. Amen. Uh, now Ray Irving is this the same Ray Irving that uh, produced some of the music? Uh, in Alabama for the young lady that had uh, put out several tracks there. Yes, sir. That's correct. Ray Irvin is, uh, and I have to give him uh, a great shout out right now because he's doing a great work in Alabama um, there in New Life. And he has, he has been a, a answered prayer for me. Um, being able to connect with him, he and I collaborated on some songs um, in 2019. And to see, <laughs> excuse me, to see the connection um, that has been that 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 this connection has brought for my life. Seeing how God has um, transformed my sound and transformed my lyrics, it, it's a blessing. What godly connections will do for you, I, it's been a blessing for me. Amen. Amen. You know, Ed, um, as a recording artist, I'm sure that, that with the talent that you possess, that, that there's been uh, many people that's probably approached you and uh, made offers and, and things of that nature, and it, it's it's every it's everyone's goal to to succeed and to do 
uh, great things. Uh, we have people like Torin Wells and uh, many others that have come out of the apostolic church. Uh, let, let me ask you a question. Um, it seems that as the doors begin to open uh, for a lot of Christian artists uh, and a lot of apostolic Christian artists, it, it seems as those doors begin to open up and the opportunities begin to present themselves, a lot of times you see that that it draws them away uh, from their roots. It tends to uh, take them in another direction. What what do you think the cause of that is? What and how do you deal with that? Um, I had a man uh, the other day in a conversation. He told me that, uh, and, and this could be rumor. I I, I don't know, uh, but but the story goes that uh, James Wilson had got several offers. Uh, to sign record deals, and that there was possibly several million dollars that was involved in in this offer. And uh, from what I was told, uh, Brother James Wilson's response was that he could not sign a deal like that, uh, that that he felt it would do more harm than it would good. Uh, Do you know anything about that story, and, and, and how do you deal with that? Uh, yourself, uh, the, the lure and the enticement of, of uh, those deals that could possibly, uh, you know, draw you away from your calling? Yes, sir. Um, absolutely. Um, to even hear James' story as, as I'm listening to it now um, just shows that, 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 that it shows, honestly, Pastor, shows that a lot of artists, um, Hearts may be in the right place, and some who are drawn away may not necessarily be that. And so for myself personally, um, there have been offers, not as um, enormous per se as um, national and international recording deals, but when I really tapped into really tapped into my anointing um, musically, I began to notice that I was asked to, to sing different songs, um, uh, specifically like secular songs or to sing with people who were Christian, but may not have been in my context as far as being a Pentecostal. And it's amazing how when you follow the spirit of Christ, he literally will lead you and guide you into all truth. And there were opportunities that were laid on the table that didn't happen. And I walked away from those moments frustrated. And I was younger at that time. I was frustrated. And I was just like, well, God, if you, if you've called me to do this, I don't understand why that door was not open. Um, But as I look, as I look back over my life and I see the, the, the aftermath of things that have happened with those individuals, I look back and I say, God, I thank you because you blocked me from something that I wasn't ready for. And I think what draws a lot of Pentecostal artists, preachers, singers, uh, or any talented minstrel of any sort away from, um, from God or their context is, 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 the, is it goes back to honestly, um, I believe that the enemy knows what we like and the enemy knows that, that, that we, in our talents, we do desire attention. We do desire to be appreciated. And sometimes um, we may have a tendency to be straight, to be led astray by offers that may appear to be uh, a gigantic blessing to us. But when we receive all of those great things um, at the end of it all, what are we giving up? I I don't want to gain the whole world and lose my soul. 
And so I, I want to be one of those artists or, or gifted people who was talented, but I didn't let my talent lead me astray. I want to, you know, I want to be able to project the sound into the earth that people notice that there's a difference, but it's not because I'm gifted. It's because I'm filled with God's spirit. Um, and I honestly, Pastor, before I even knew I could sing, I wasn't, I wasn't very talented musically. It wasn't until God saved me that he gave me a pen to write, that he anointed my voice to sing. And it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. So I, I believe that when we stick close to God and we allow his anointing to flow and we get ourselves out of the way, uh, we stop worrying about the status quo. We stop worrying about how many followers or fans we'll have. And if God is getting the glory, um, then, then the sky is the limit for us. Matter of fact, the sky isn't even the limit. The sky is limitless. Um, but we must stick close to the gospel. If not, we are going to really, really um, mess up some things. And, and in many instances, we've seen artists do that. Amen. Uh, now, now, tell us a little bit about your background. Did you grow up in the church? Uh, did you come to the church at a later age? Uh, what, what is your story? Yes, sir. I'm a pew baby. I'm an apostolic pew baby. I was um, born in the church. Um, I've been in the church my entire life, but I was telling somebody the other day, I really, really had a hard time embracing who I am um, as a Pentecostal. And it's honestly been up until a few years ago that I have to just be honest with myself and say, this is who I am. Um, I grew up, I was very athletic. I wasn't very musical, but we were always traveling playing sports. I was um, a soccer athlete. I ran track. I also played football. Um, I played chess nationally. I played against um, international masters. And I was very... Um, talented with my physical abilities and I and, and it was amazing because I witnessed in personal settings um, people who um, preached one thing but then when they left the four walls of church their lifestyles are very different and God saved me at 11 but I, I allowed the, I allowed my own flesh to get me in a lot of trouble I allowed I allowed my my, my perspective of what I thought church was to really get me off course. Um, and it was amazing that in the midst of all of my stupidity, all of my poor decisions, that God's grace just continued to find me. And it was literally um, around college, actually. I made it up in my mind. I, I began to sing on the praise team. Um, I began to get really involved in the local church. And I made up in my mind. I was literally to the point where I'm like, God, I need to know you for myself because there are so many things out here in this world that, that are drawing me away. And I don't know, I don't know scripture. I don't know you. And God met me in such a way. I can't even articulate it in the words, but I was filled with the spirit um, at 11. But God really, really filled me again in college. And my life has been, has been, has been radically different ever since. I mean, I look at, I look at where I was years ago and witnessing the people about um, the necessity for water baptism, that they need the Holy Spirit. I'm seeing that because of, my experience um, as a young person, I, I faked it. Um, I, I, I played church. I, I was I was singing, but I wasn't living the life. And I'm just glad that God used my brokenness, that God used my my faults and my failures, and He turned it around and He gave me a testimony. I um, mean, I I look forward on a consistent basis to sharing that story, not only with young people, but people from all walks of life. And so, um, I grew up in the church. Um, but I'm so glad that the church is now in my heart, and I'm just I'm forever indebted to the local church for it. Amen, amen. You know, I think um, 
uh, young people today uh, in the church, uh, they they have a perception uh, that they must be perfect in, in order to live for God. Uh, somehow they have to be perfect. They have to be without fault and failure. And uh, we had a young man on last evening uh, who grew up in a pastor's home, uh, the, the, the son of a Pentecostal preacher. And uh, the young man stayed backslid for uh, nine years. Uh, and, and then I listened to your story again, a pew baby. And I think it's very important that young people hear what's being said uh, we all struggle. There's a struggle uh, between the flesh and the spirit, and uh, it, it's it's okay to struggle. It's okay uh, to 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 war and to wrestle out our identity, who we truly are, and where we truly fit in the kingdom of God. And 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 when I listen to your testimony. Uh, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing of a young man that that was uh, looking for more than just an inherited salvation, uh, but you were truly looking for your place in the kingdom of God. And, uh, you know, ever since the day that I met you, uh, I told my wife, I said, there's this uh, something special about this young man, your your spirit, your attitude, um, your humility uh, is just incredible, and, and and it's a work of the Holy Spirit. It's something that God has done to you, and uh, man, I, I'm telling you, uh, the future is so bright uh, for our apostolic young people, and and I'm absolutely thrilled with the level of talent that I'm seeing come forth uh, in 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 music. And, uh, you know, Pentecost has always had uh, its influence in, in, in music, in, in Christian music. Uh, but, but I believe that these are the greatest days for apostolic Pentecostal influence in the world, uh, in film, in television, in music, uh, in the propagation of the gospel. I believe that this is the finest hour. And this is the greatest generation to live in, uh, to be able to really introduce the world to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, We're living in a very uh, racially charged environment uh, here in North America. Uh, as As a young black male, how do you deal with where those two worlds collide of being a young black man growing up in North America, in the South, and and being an apostolic Christian, how, how do you reconcile those two things together? Yes, sir. I um, I honestly do. I know what it's like um to be followed around by policemen. Um, simply for the color of my skin. I know what it's like to be overlooked and honestly not spoken to because, again, of the color of my skin. Um, But I also know what it's like to be changed by the Holy Ghost. And one of the things about it is I've come to the realization that God doesn't favor me because I'm black. He favors me because he's God and he loves me that much. And 
it's it's a beautiful thing to see um what love does for somebody because when i when i read history books and i look at the the skeletons that exist in in our context of north america and i see how slavery has has torn families apart and i see how uh, systemic racism uh, sadly does still exist in our prison systems i mean i see what it's doing to our inner cities i see what it's doing to people i grew up with um a lot of this justifies um a lot of it justifies hatred um because of what has happened to people of different ethnicities in a sense we are justified to to have a strong hatred toward what has been done but as a born again believer i don't have any hatred in my heart and i know that a lot of times when that's said people who are not necessarily from my walks of life may look at it and say you are crazy <laughs> um, but for me my brothers and sisters are not just those who are of my skin complexion. I have literally been born again into a new kingdom, a new family, and my sisters and brothers are of Caucasian descent, Hispanic, um, um, European, African-American, Native. I, I mean, it, and it, it's, it's beautiful to see that even though we have all of these tension, all of this tension that exists because of racism, and yes, it's a real thing, it does exist, I look at it and I see racism, honestly, as an opportunity for revival um, because there are so many reasons to to complain, to be angry, but that gives us the greater opportunity to extend grace to people who have such a rooted anger in their heart, such a rooted depression in their heart because of what has happened in the past. But I think we're in the greatest time in human history to really rise up and and be the voice for the voiceless. I, I know people right now who are struggling um, in the personal lives, struggling with their families, and they're wondering why they feel this way or, or, or why I exist this way. And the best answer that I have for them is, I don't know why, but I know somebody who can help you. I know I know a better way. And that way has not failed me yet. So I, I'm, I'm blessed to be the color of my skin, but I'm even more blessed to be a part of a kingdom who is <laughs> full of colors and full of diversity and full of, of love. And that's the kingdom of God. Amen. You know, it doesn't take long being on social media to see that so many in the church get caught up in, in this trap of politics, uh, this trap of taking sides of, uh, Democrat or Republican or conservative or, or, or liberal or all the things that, that, that we can get wrapped up in that bring no edification to the kingdom of God. Um, even preachers uh, can get so caught up in, in politics and uh, giving their opinion about uh, the, the social things in our world today. Um, in your opinion, what advice can you give young apostolics uh, that, that that are dealing with the social issues in our world? Uh, how how do they deal with that? What uh, what is your recommendations as to what the response should be uh, to police brutality? to racism, uh, to, to, to all the things that can polarize us. 
Uh, what advice would you give young people? Yes, sir. I would, I would say make sure that you know where your heart truly is in. And what I mean by that is this. Um, there is no denying the fact that pol- police brutality exists. Um, there is no denying of the fact that racism is um, is still prevalent. Um, there is no denying of the fact that there is corruption that does exist. But at the end of the day, um, don't allow it to 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 corrupt your spirit. Um, don't allow it to have you acting in ways that that are not conducive for the kingdom of God. And so. Um, it's very important to do your studies. It's very important to not get carried away by conspiracy theories. Um, it's very important to to understand that the time that we're living in, um, if you look at history, um, this is nothing new. And so I think a lot of us have allowed social media to 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 give us this this subliminal pressure. Like I have to do this. If I don't, if I don't do this, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get in trouble, or I'm not gonna be standing for something. But just you alone treating your brother right, just you alone responding to the police in a conducive manner, just you alone being a law-abiding citizen um, is some of the greatest things that we can ever do as young people. Um, we don't have to follow the crowd, but at the same time, we can stand for justice. I believe it's in Luke 4 um, where Jesus said that the kingdom is in hand and he's come to do different things. He's come to, to heal the brokenhearted. He's come to... To, to, to set the captives free. He's come to reach those who are poor, those who are desperate, those who are oppressed. Um, and that context exists not just in the black community, but the white community. That context, that context doesn't just exist in Jackson. It exists um, in different states. And so there are so many things to fight for, but let's find the good things. Let's find the pure things. Um, and let's just, I would say, let's just keep our hearts pure but while doing that let's stand against what's not like god and one of those things is hatred one of those things is oppression and we have to really really be mindful um because these are things that i'm passionate about um i stand against them those things that are not like god but at the same time i'm always mindful to be a light and and in order for me to be a light i have to keep my life clean amen You know, I think that's very important what you said about making sure that our spirit's right, making sure that we don't allow uh, the things around us to contaminate us. Um, And sometimes that can be a very, very difficult thing to do. Uh, And I believe that's why it's very, very important uh, that we stay kingdom-minded and we understand that uh, while we do live in this world, we're not of this world. And the kingdom of God is a lot bigger than black and white. Um, yes, sir. And, and uh, you know, we had our unity rally uh, there uh, at Apostolic Restoration Ministries in Jackson, Mississippi. And, uh, you know, it was it was just a beautiful thing for us to be able to witness uh, in this hour black and white brothers and sisters being able to worship together there in a parking lot at an intersection uh, in a predominantly black city and seeing the power of God begin to move uh, and and just the anointing uh, that, that we saw there, that we felt there. 
Um, I, I believe that, that God is wanting to do tremendous things, uh, not only in the apostolic church, but with the apostolic church throughout the world. And, uh, you know, we need to make ourselves available. We, 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 we truly need to make ourselves available for God to do a work in these last days. Um, you know, we're in a day and an hour where I believe that this is the greatest opportunity to do something for the kingdom of God. And what I mean by that is with with the technology that we have today, with the doors that God is opening up to the church in the way of media and technology and, and the ability that we have to get the gospel of Jesus Christ out to the ends of the earth, I believe this is the greatest day to be producing music, to be producing film, to be producing podcast or, or or whatever it is. Eight billion people on this planet that need Jesus Christ. Eight billion people that need to repent and be baptized in Jesus' name. Eight billion people that need to be filled with the Spirit of God. And, and I believe that God is wanting to do wonderful things throughout the earth. And what I believe he's looking for is he's looking for availability. He's looking for people. Uh, a lot of times our young people, they tend to struggle with whether or not they're worthy, whether or not they're good enough, whether or not they're talented enough. What would you tell young people that are, are caught up in this battle of, of of this inferiority or, or even questioning if if what they really have or what they can really offer the kingdom uh what what would be what are some words of wisdom that you would give them yes sir absolutely i um one of the greatest lies that i believed as a young person was that i couldn't be used because of my struggles or I couldn't be used because of my imperfections. And scripture tells us that our weakness is made perfect through his strength. And so what I would tell young people who are struggling um, with inferiority or, or low self-esteem is that, that the enemy wouldn't be fighting you so hard if he didn't believe that God wanted to do something with you. And looking back at my life story, I'm a, I don't have the, the grand story of, 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 of I've been like to different places and I've, I've went through these struggles and I, I, I've been here and there. My story is I struggled with low self-esteem. My story is I was depressed. Um, but at 26 now, I look back at it and all of those times where I was suicidal, all of those times where I was brokenhearted, all of those times where I was too afraid to even open my mouth. I look at it now and it's just like my story. God has used it for his glory. And I believe that it's a great time for young people to be honest and transparent about their struggles, about their, about their shortcomings, because 
that gives God's grace um, a greater platform. I honestly believe that a lot of breakthrough um, is not happening freely, not just in our, our apostolic churches, but just um, life in general throughout the earth, because there are not enough young people being transparent about how God has redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. And so I would say use your struggle to tell the story that God has redeemed you. Um, don't be intimidated about being ashamed or don't be ashamed of, of, of even some of the things that you are in now because such were some of you. <laughs> uh, but thank you to God who has allowed us to see another day. So, Pastor, I would honestly say go after God and allow him to get glory from your struggle because on the other side of it, there are thousands of people who need to hear of the redemptive story of Jesus Christ. You know, it's very important what, what you said uh, earlier. Our struggles can become our greatest victories. Our struggles can become our greatest testimonies. And there's no testimony without a test. And I believe what makes us great is our ability through Jesus Christ to be able to overcome those struggles, to be able to overcome those things that plague us, so to speak. And I believe that, again, that's an opportunity to really show our greatness uh, through Christ, being able to overcome and do something for the kingdom of God in spite of ourselves. I think that's the beauty of it is that God's not looking for perfection. God's not looking for perfect. But what God is looking for is someone that will submit themselves to him, that will allow him in whatever condition that we're in, that we would, we would what no matter how broken it is, being able to take those broken pieces and put them in his hands and allow him to do with it what he will. Um, you know, I think that's one of the biggest things that young apostolics deal with is that inferiority complex or 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 they struggle with with uh that idea that they're not good enough or because they have failed or uh because they've made mistakes that they're unusable. And, and that's the furthest thing from the truth. Um, I, I think that it is something that young people uh, need to focus on conquering. It is an uh, understanding. You you made you brought out the scripture uh, where Paul said, "And such were some of you." You know that's the beauty. That's the beauty of restoration. That's that's the beauty of the Holy Ghost is that it's, it's able to transform us. It's, 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 it's able to take something that is unworthy and make it worthy. It's able to take something that is unusable, something that's broken, and turn it into something usable. Um, 
it, it's just amazing that uh, we serve a God who's not looking for the smartest and the brightest people. He's not looking for those people that have it all together. But what he's looking for is is he's looking for the broken. He's looking for those that are not able or even capable. And, and his greatest joy is taking those people and confounding the world and saying, I'm going to use these, those that you would not have chosen, those are the ones that I'll use in the kingdom. Um, it, it's, it shows the very poetic nature of God. Um, Ed, I, 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 I'm grateful to have you as a friend. Uh, man, I, I look forward to seeing what God does with your ministry uh, in the future. Tell us again, uh, your single with James Wilson comes out uh, next Friday. Yes, sir. And uh, now your album, you're still currently working on an album. You, do you have a release date or uh, anything of that nature? Well, Pastor, I look forward to in the future. Lord's willing, I'll hopefully be able to indeed make an album. But until that time, until the pieces are pieced well together, I'll continue to release a compilation of singles. Um, now, hope I hope to be as consistent as possible until I am able to make an album. But I am, again, looking forward to the release. Um, with James Wilson next week is entitled You Found Me. And so I just pray that it blesses its listeners. Amen. Amen. Now give us the title of the single. Yes, sir. It's entitled You Found Me. You Found Me with Ed Williams and James Wilson. Uh, now yes, tell sir. our listeners how they can get in touch with you and also let our listeners know where they can purchase your music. Absolutely. Yes, sir. So I, you can get in touch with me on Facebook. My name is Ed Williams. Um, I'm also on Instagram. It's Ed underscore Williams 13. Um, my music is available on all digital outlets. Um, you can purchase it, purchase, purchase it or stream it on um, Apple Music, on Google Play, on iTunes, YouTube, um, and just all the support counts. And I'm just grateful to God for this platform. Amen. Amen. Well, Ed, we've enjoyed it. We look forward to having you back on the uh, broadcast here again very, very soon. And uh, uh, we're also looking forward to having your wife on. Uh, you know, they say that uh, the, the the backbone of every good man is, is a good wife. And uh, you've, <laughs> yes, definitely, you've definitely been blessed uh, with, a, with a very, very, very good wife uh, who no doubt supports you prays for you and is uh probably your biggest fan absolutely thank you so much pastor well look man we've enjoyed it listeners again ed williams christian recording artist look for his music buy it support him uh ed do you have any any uh shows that will be uh coming up anytime soon any appearances uh that, that you'll be making here in the near future Pastor McLeod, I, I, at this time, I do not, but Lord's willing, I will be able to be a part of some things in the near future. But until then, I thank you for this humbling opportunity to be a part of the X Network, and I'm just grateful to be connected to you and have a hand in fellowship. Amen, amen. Well, God bless you, listeners, until we meet again. God bless you. Mm-hmm.